Hi friend. So I'm sure that you noticed that I took some time off over the last couple weeks and I'll be honest with you, I was not planning on that. I actually had some really good topics that I wanted to talk with you about, but God had other plans. If you remember from the last episode, I told you that I wasn't going to give you any hard things to think about. I simply wanted to ask you how you were doing. Well, I think I needed that message for myself more than anything. I was feeling on the verge of breakdown, but I knew I needed to keep it together, especially knowing that I was going to be talking to you in the new year about what to do when you feel like asking, when do I get a break? So after I took a break, I have some things I want to share with you that I learned. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you about the forced break that I took and what I've learned coming out of it. It's an experience that has shaped the way that I'm going to approach the coming episodes. An experience that involved two ER visits and a five-day stay in the hospital. So if you're ready, let's get to it. Do you want a more peaceful life? Does everything feel so chaotic but you aren't sure why? Are you constantly asking yourself, when do I get a break? Do you wake up thinking, here we go again, same stuff, different day, because you're tired of doing all the things all the time? Hi, I'm your host, Stephanie J. Clark. I too was overwhelmed with all the things and just wanted some peace. I just wanted a break from the life I was living. I wanted more out of life and off of the same stuff, different day merry-go-round. But I kept telling myself I needed to suck it up because I really didn't have it all that bad. Until I unexpectedly found peace in the quiet moments of rest where the Lord showed me I needed to pick up my Bible and learn who I was truly created to be so I could see the reason for my chaos. In this podcast, you will find encouragement on how to go all in with Jesus, how to strengthen your marriage and find confidence like you've never had before so that you surrender control and be led by the Spirit. So dust off that Bible, grab your coffee and a blanket, and get ready to find the culprit to your chaos and start getting your peace back by rediscovering normal. Okay, so I'm going to get right to it and get the emotional part out of the way right away. Let's see if I can do it without crying. I also want to warn you that there may be some details that are hard for anyone with a sensitive stomach. I know it was difficult for me, so I wanted to warn you, but I do feel it's important to share the story. The week leading up to the holiday weekend, my daughter got sick. I was thinking, well, now is better than the weekend. Let's just get it out of the way. I honestly wouldn't have even thought that she was sick by the way that she was acting that morning, and I almost sent her to school. But I took her temperature just to be safe, and sure enough, she had a fever of over 101. No big deal. I knew the flu was going around, so I just assumed it was our turn. Until the next morning. She woke up, and she was vomiting blood clots. I'm talking a substantial amount of blood. As you can imagine, I was terrified. I had no idea what was going on or what this could even mean. I immediately called my sister, who was a nurse, and I couldn't even hardly talk as I was crying, telling her. My calm, level-headed sister told me, send me some pictures. Well, once I sent her the pictures, I then got a call from my dad, and he was telling us that him and my mom would be there as soon as they could be to watch her other kids. We needed to get to the ER. We live in Iowa, and the weather was less than pleasant that morning. It had just snowed. School had already been canceled in advance because it was expected to be negative 40-ish with the wind chill. 
We also live in a rural area, so we had to make an hour drive to Omaha to the children's hospital. To keep this part brief, we were told that it was most likely from a nosebleed that drained into her stomach while she was sleeping. We were sent home and were told just to watch and wait. She also had an ear infection, so we were told that if she wasn't getting any better to pick up an antibiotic that they gave us a prescription for. As we were getting discharged, everything started to go downhill from there. She started to have these strange episodes where she'd get stiff, grind her teeth, and then pass out. It was terrifying. Over the next week, she simply just wasn't getting better. My husband and I would think we needed to take her back to the ER, but then she would show signs of improvement. We'd become hopeful that she was turning the corner, only to get worse again. I'm not even sure what the exact moment was that made us decide to take her back, but something in me just decided. Something is really wrong, and I can't fix it. We went back to the ER, and the doctor only had to take one look at her to know that she was very, very sick. They started all the pokes, got her an IV for fluids, drew some blood for some labs, only for the doctor to come back in and say, we need to back off the fluids by half. I do not have a medical brain at all, so I had no idea why they would be backing off her fluids when she clearly needed something. She had hardly ate or drank anything in a week. We were then informed that her hemoglobin was four, and she needed blood ASAP. I had known something was wrong, but I didn't realize the severity of it until we were talking about blood transfusions. And because of the blood she had puked the week before, they were treating her for a GI bleed until proven otherwise. Let me tell you, I was feeling pretty terrible at this point because I kept thinking, how did my mom gut miss this? Like, I should have known that something was really wrong and brought her in sooner. Luckily, my husband was reminding me to give myself grace. The Lord knew that I needed it because I was feeling really terrible. The next few hours were kind of a blur. She had ultrasounds, a chest x-ray, poked more times than I wanted to keep track of. I was completely helpless in the situation. However, I did the only thing that I knew that I could in the situation. I prayed. I pulled out my purse Bible and was searching for any scripture that could provide comfort in that moment. I knew I needed to cling to the Lord more than ever before. The day before all that happened, I was reading James chapter 5, verse 13 through 15, and it says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. After reading that, I had thought to myself, I need to ask the church for prayers on Sunday. Little did I know that the prayer chain would be activated for my sweet little girl the very next day. I know how powerful prayer is, but I'm probably the one who is less likely to ask for prayers myself, but I'm always willing to pray. But in that moment, I knew we needed all the prayers we could get. As we were still in the ER, I'd asked my daughter, can you feel God here with us? And she told me no. This really hurt my heart, but if I'm totally honest, I couldn't feel him either. But I knew that even if we couldn't feel him, he was doing everything necessary for my girl. We were eventually admitted to PICU and moved into a room. 
I'll never forget when the doctors eventually told us that she had liver disease. All I could think was, what the heck? Liver disease? It didn't feel right or real. I don't really know how to describe it other than God. I just knew that no matter what happened, it was all going to be okay. After three units of blood and so many tests and pokes in an upper GI scope that revealed that she had esophageal varices, which was the cause of the GI bleed. However, they weren't sure what was causing the varices. We actually still don't know, but we'll have follow-up procedures and tests to figure out why there was or is extra pressure and inflammation in her liver. So liver disease still isn't a firm diagnosis because they still haven't figured it out. On top of all of this, she also had influenza and a parasite. Let me tell you, she is the toughest little girl I know. We ended up being at the hospital for four nights, which really doesn't seem that long, and it could have been way worse, but it still felt like forever. Now I realize this was not a break that I would have ever asked for. But I did learn some extremely important things that I want to share with you and why it's crucial to establish your faith and relationship with the Lord before something like this happens in your life. I had an overwhelming sense of peace throughout the entire process. Part of it was because she was hooked up to monitors and I knew they were watching her so closely. It was almost somewhat of a relief that we were actually in the hospital instead of not sleeping much at all at home because every little noise she made gave me anxiety. Was I scared? Yes, but not in a way that I was overwhelmed with fear. I just knew God's hand was on the situation and that brought me so much peace. I also had a very dear friend of mine continue to ask me, have you seen God yet? Where did you see God today? I realized that if she hadn't been asking me that, I would have questioned my peacefulness. I would have thought, this is a really scary situation. Why am I not more scared? Why am I not anxious? Does this make me a bad mom because I'm not more worried? Of course, this doesn't make me a bad mom. I know that when you worry, you're focused on the problem. But when we pray or look for God, that means you're surrendering the problem to the Lord. Because I was constantly looking for God, I had peace. I was praying for strength, and he answered my prayer by allowing me to experience his peace instead of being anxious. The best part about that, once we were finally cozy in PICU, I asked my daughter again if she could feel God with us, and she said yes. And I totally agreed with her. He was right there with us in that room. It made me realize that the scary situation was probably going to happen regardless. And because I did the hard work of letting go of control and letting God take the lead of my life, I knew he'd show up in this situation too. I honestly don't know how you can go through a situation like this without God. This is why it's so important to read your Bible and know the promises God gives us. We get to look to scripture for these promises, and eventually we see those same promises show up in our lives when we put our faith in God. I have seen God show up in my life in so many ways, but this experience was just a confirmation that no matter what happens, it's all going to be okay if we put our faith in the Lord. 
His word tells us that he will always be there for his people. Knowing the word can help us turn to God even when we don't feel him. Just like we couldn't feel him when we were in the ER room, I still knew he wouldn't abandon us because I knew his word to be true. I also realized that even though we feel like we want a break, it's because we're trying to do life without Jesus at the center of our lives. We're trying to live up to an expectation that the world has set, not the expectation that God has set. An expectation that we put on ourselves instead of looking to scripture and how God's word tells us to live. We're constantly trying to live up to that expectation of what the world says is acceptable, and we burn ourselves out. Or we get so overwhelmed with our lives feeling like we need a break that it takes a scary health experience for us to realize that we don't actually need a break from our lives, but we need a break from the world and what the world is telling us is acceptable. I was already going to dive into this idea of us moms and wives feeling like we need a break. But after this health scare with my daughter, I feel that it's even more important to get to the bottom of this feeling. We have to start turning to our Bible so we have a solid foundation of faith to turn to in times of trouble. We should be establishing the foundation before the suffering hits. I realize that many times we do turn to God when we're at our lowest, but what if we turn to him right now, even when life is going well? Because then, when life does throw us a curveball, it doesn't matter if we're prepared or not. It only matters that we cling to Jesus and our faith in what the Lord has promised us. I know we all think we're too busy or have too much on our plate to take time to start reading our Bibles. But consider this. What's the cost if you don't make that time? For me, it would have been weeks of anxiety and constant worry about what was going to happen next with my daughter. But instead, because I already knew what God's word promises, I was able to turn to him and ask for strength. I didn't know exactly what that answered prayer would look like, but it didn't matter. I knew he was with us and the answer answered prayer was peace throughout a scary situation. God didn't promise us a life without suffering, but he does promise us unconditional love and peace when we trust in him. Friend, I know you may not want to pick up your Bible every day, but I'm more convinced now than ever that this is the most important part of living a life being led by the Spirit. It doesn't mean life will be easier in a sense that we won't have hard days, but it is easier because you get to lean on the Lord to fight your battles. He gets to do all of the hard work and you just have to have faith and trust that no matter what, he'll bring you through it. I got that break that I thought I so desperately needed. I didn't have to worry about cooking or cleaning. I only had one kiddo to focus on, even though of course I was also thinking about my other two boys too. But I also got alone time with my husband, not necessarily the alone time I would have chosen. But all of these things that I thought I needed a break from, really, I was just being selfish. God has entrusted me to be a wife and a mom, to be the keeper of the home, to lay the foundation for our kiddos so that they can learn to be led by the Spirit sooner than I did. 
I get to serve my husband and make his life easier by cooking and cleaning and loving him. All these things that I thought I needed a break from are all things that God has given me. All these things that I get the privilege of doing that I think I need a break from are all things that I get to do in order to bring glory to God. The world has made us selfish, and I'm guilty of this too. It took a health scare to show me that there really isn't any other way to go through life except with Jesus taking the lead. We are to follow him, and that means we need to trust that no matter what, he will be there. It means we have to start reading our Bibles every day so we know what God's word tells us, especially when hardship and suffering happens, so we can tell the enemy what's up and trust that God has our back and will never let us down. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 tells us, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. No matter what, God is with us. I encourage you, if you are a New Year's resolution type or goal setting type, make it your top priority, your top goal or top resolution to start reading your Bible every day. Lean into God and do whatever you must so you can build that solid foundation with God. I pray that this episode blesses you. I pray you feel the Holy Spirit moving in you to really get serious about being on fire for the Lord. I pray you have a burning desire to be obedient to what the Lord has called you to do. I pray you're ready for the hard truths I'm going to be bringing you. We're going to ditch the expectations of the world and we're going to start rediscovering normal in a way that you will only be able to say, that was God. I just know that 2023 is going to be a year of major transformation for so many people. And I plan to do whatever I can to get more and more of you on absolute fire for Jesus. So if you're ready for that, let's keep rediscovering normal every day with Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Rediscovering Normal podcast. Could you do me a huge favor? If this episode blessed you, can you give it a five-star rating or leave a review wherever you're listening? And if you felt the Holy Spirit moving in you during this episode, could you please share it with someone who may need the message as well? This is the number one way that others find out about the podcast. And if you want to keep in touch, go ahead and join the Overwhelmed Mamas community on Facebook, where we trade chaos for peace. Okay, friend, until the next episode, keep rediscovering normal every day with Jesus.